What's up, everybody? This is uh, the Brownwater Banter Podcast. I've been on a bit of a hiatus lately. I haven't posted one of these since, I think, March. I did one with Stefan Lawson right before he went to San Diego. Not even sure what episode number we're on. But uh, I'm sitting here today with Kevin Harris, uh, a gentleman that I am uh, not unfamiliar doing podcasts with, as he's been a guest on Brownwater Banter already once before. And this will be the second time. This will be, oh yeah, you were on there I with Chad. The Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I so was this, I was the Google expert. That's right. You were real silent on <laughs> yes, that episode. That so I was. I kind of forgot. Uh, and also, we co-host together. Uh, the reason that I haven't been doing as many of these Brown Water Banter podcasts, we co-host uh, another podcast that is also live stream that is uh, music related called The Sound, and uh, it has eaten up a ton of my time, and it is very much fun. Um, but I was like, man, I got to get back in here and do a brown water because I really love doing these and I've been kind of neglecting them. So uh, I phoned up Kevin today. And all I was doing was eating Taco Bell, so yeah. I'm good. And you got the remnants of it still <laughs> sitting here. Um, but I I think today I want to talk to you. Let's just chat it up, uh, you know, about the this podcast is, you know, Biloxi kind of uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast based, but uh, the music scene. I mean, it falls right in line with the other podcasts that we do. But I kind of like give just you and I without a guest or a band or a musician to kind of like just, you know, riff on what we think's going on, what the way it used to be and with the current state of uh, of the music scene around here. Um, where, where do you where do you think we're at? I mean, good, bad and different. What do you think? Well, I don't think it's bad. Um, I think from the steps that have been made over the last year, year and a half, it's starting to get better Mm -hmm. uh for instance when we're recording this right now there's a couple shows tonight that i have seen just getting blasted all over facebook and you didn't see that i don't know 12 months ago you didn't see the activity of other bands being with other bands and 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 helping each other out so if there wasn't a band playing tonight there hey show some love go check these guys out or 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 things like that so i'm starting to see an upswing Compared right. to where it was 12, 13, 14 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a positive sign for it. Um, and then we got wrapped up into one of, today about a, a throwback show at the old jam room. I saw that. Uh, so that would be interesting to see how that unfolds. Is that what he was suggesting? Was I, I think he's got a room. He, he said it's got a bar. Okay. So For I, people listening, uh, another friend of ours in the music community, Dave Toronto, who... Uh, has the you know Toronto's over in Diaberville posted on Facebook asking and he tagged a ton of musicians uh, asking people if they wanted to do a kind of like a reunion jam fest deal at this old place where we all used to practice um, a bunch of bands man practiced out of there um, he's all good right. he's totally good uh, right. where were we uh, talking about the jam room yeah we had a little mm-hmm. interruption there uh, a bunch of bands used to practice out of that place and. Uh, He's talking about getting together and doing a jam show, I guess, in that room, which I think would be hilariously Man, fun. I, I think it would be fun. Uh, I remember the jam room, and you guys got to understand, I'm not a musician. I, I don't play music. I I play music, but I don't play right, the music. Right. Um, so, but to be a part of that, and I remember going into the, those jam rooms or that jam room and the couches everywhere and just drum sets everywhere and just the smell of beer and, it was nasty. and whatever it else was, was on in there but it was fun watching ufc fights watching whatever uh football all that kind of stuff so. yeah it was uh it was a good 
vibe in that room, even though it smelled like a locker room. It was uh, it was a creative space, and I I, I missed that place. It was fun. But uh, if if that was to happen, I think that would be a, that'd be a damn good time. I know when I was thinking about this earlier uh, about us doing this, I started thinking like, cause you're you probably remember the music scene a little further back than when I remember like getting old enough to come out and start hanging out and doing shit, right? Right, right, right. Where where does the music scene for you start? Like in your in you know what you can remember? Like where's the first time? Cause you you already mentioned you don't play music, and I want to talk right. about that as well. But where do you remember like? Young, young Special K, <laughs> when he first cut his teeth, and I guess going out and seeing shows was your thing, right? Yeah, and I guess um, if you go back, to, so the first show down here um, that I remember, outside mm-hmm. of any major concerts or anything like that, um, there used to be a, a bar in Gulfport. It was called Knockouts. Uh, it was Senior Frogs, then it turned into Knockouts, then it turned into something else. Now it's not there anymore. Um, I was actually a bouncer there and the, the band that came through was Glenn Matina. Did you ever kick anybody's ass? No, I got my ass kicked quite okay. a bit. All right. Okay. No, we had our, we had our shares. We had the hockey team that always came in. And, uh, so we just let them do all the ass kick and we just picked up the pieces. Where about was that at though again in Gulfport? So it was, I'm not, um, it's not ringing a bell. All right. So if you go, uh, it's really hard to see, but if you were to take pass road and go, go North. On Cal and Lorraine. Yes. That first bridge you come to, if you look to the left, there's like a little island out there. Yeah. That's where it was at. It was a two-story building sitting right on the river. I mean, we've had we had drunk people that got yeah. in trouble and when they tried to run from us, they'd jump into the river or in the bayou and try to go across to the little island. Is it still like there or is it? No, not the building's not there. Okay, yet. okay. All right. Um that bitch. But my first show that I saw there, um, which is the first one that made me really start digging into local music. Um, it was Creed, who, it was their first show out of Florida. What? Uh, on the My Own Prison tour. There? Yes. And opening for them was Three Doors Down and Level With The Ground. So that first time into- Dude, I never the, knew that. Into that rock scene for me. Um, this is before you worked at the radio station. This is before I was at the radio. It was probably a couple years before I was at the radio station. Um, maybe, well, maybe about a year or so. Um, but yeah, so that show, it was Creed. And, and that's why I always find it funny is when Three Doors Down finally got signed, their first tour, they were opening up for Creed. Yeah. And the first time I ever saw Three Doors Down, they were opening up for Creed at this place called Knockouts. I wonder if that's why once Creed really blew up that they always played the Coliseum. I say always. I know at least of one time they did. I Twice think, maybe. <sighs> that they played the Coliseum. I remember they were played with Jimmy's Chicken Shack I, I, and oh, yeah, Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, maybe that's, that's why, I guess, because yeah. it wasn't a new town for them. You no, know? it wasn't. Um I mean there's a couple there's a couple bands out of Florida that are big now that broke their teeth here on the coast with their first shows out of Florida. Creed was one, non point was another. Non point played on the beach at Barracuda Beach Club Fourth of July weekend, a little stage, thirty people, and uh, that was Nonpoint's first show in Mississippi after coming out of Florida. Wow! So yeah, so what, who put who put the Creed show on? Do you uh, remember? Glenn Matina? Okay, yeah. So Glenn really, Matina, Glenn Matina's done. Man, I'm gonna tell you what. Let's see. You can go to AMF Alternative Music Festival, uh, Point Cadet Plaza. It was it was pre CPR Fest. The headliner was Seven Dust. But the bands that played it were like Aisle Nine and, and stuff like that. So you had, that's where I think, now 
I, I'm going to try to tell this, and I'm probably going to screw it up somewhere along the line. But Kenny Vest and them, who started CPR, right, came from Zephyr, the Zephyr in New Orleans, and they had Zephyr Fest. Is that a radio station? Yes, it was 106, I think it was 106.7 The Zephyr, and then it was 106.7 The End. Yes, I do remember uh, that, The End. So yes. I think before The End, it was The Zephyr. I may, be, I may have the dial numbers wrong, but- yeah. Who cares? But Kenny and Scott Fox and them were at The Zephyr. Okay. Uh, and they had Zephyr Fest. So when they came over here and started CPR, they started CPR Fest. But before that, there was AMF, which was Alternative Music Festival downtown or down at Point Cadet Plaza. Seven Dust was the headliner of, of the very first one, and I believe that was Seven Dust's first show inside of Mississippi, if I remember correctly. You remember about what year this would have been, r- roughly p- pre two thousand? Oh yeah, pre two thousand. Okay. Um, ninety six, ninety seven, maybe. What year did CPR Fest start? Do you remember? Uh, it was it was early nineties, right? 90, 90. Five. Six. Now, hold and now you're going to make me get on my phone. That's okay. Um, I'm trying to remember the, because I came into CPR when C, my first CPR Fest was CPR Fest 3. So I started in, with CPR in 99 or 98. Mm-hmm. So it was already three, two years before that. So 97, 96. So maybe AMF was like 95 because it was pre CPR Fest. Right. Um, Damn, I don't Man. remember hearing that name. I remember hearing about shows that were at Point Cadet. Right. Uh, Boyd talks about a lot of them that were down there. I think um, I remember Rev Theory played one of them, which wouldn't have been it probably was, as was, early as what you're talking no, about. No, it was uh, the Rev Theory one was actually the one that I helped put together with the radio station, um, but it was the night before Katrina. It was Rev. Sure? Yes, positive. Okay. It was Rev Theory and Hinder uh, with some local acts. Um, it wasn't wasn't that one it wasn't the homegrown show live but there was it was i'm trying to remember, it was a benefit that we had done okay um but hinder was the headliner Katrina was on opening. A tuesday though wasn't it uh no. yeah uh, man I'm, I'm, you. I'm hitting you no um might have been that weekend yeah i it was it was i want to i don't want to say it was exactly the day before right, right, maybe right. it was like it was 36 the, hours before right. or that something like sense. that yeah um because i remember when the show was over with i was staying at the palace and we all went to the Z Club at the Palace yes, and had yes, the after party. Yes. Then the next day, everybody went out of town. And I think it was that night or that afternoon that Katrina made the turn. So okay. it was about 36 hours or so yeah. right before that. Um, the, I, I've, I do remember seeing Rev Theory there. I'm pretty confident that I did. I think Mikey and J-Bob might have played that show yes, with uh, Fall as well. Fall as well, yes. But uh, th- So anyway, that was another place where concerts were had right was out right, there right, rented, right. i'm assuming y'all rented the stage right set it up sound yeah the they, whole they handle that was the cool thing when you were with the, with the station is i didn't have to handle a lot of that right uh, they handled the salespeople and you know, all, that. all that kind of stuff and the, there's some photo uh video on youtube um i don't remember what the name of the show was but it was at point cadet and jay patrick's is playing and this is like 94, 5, 6, whatever year in his band, at whatever that was at the time. It, it could it's quite, on YouTube. Um, it could I quite possibly it. be that AMF. Yeah. Um, that That's the time. I'm telling you, I wish I could uh, reach out to Glenn and uh, do you ha- get, the, get the dates on all of that. Do kind you of have stuff. any photos of that Creed show? Uh, photos? No. No. Damn. I mean, at that time. I, mean, I know. I was going to say, if just, anybody's listening, it's like, you know, under 20. 
I don't know what number, 22, one, whatever. It's like there used to be a time when you went to places and you didn't have a camera on you. Right. And, and no one gave a shit to take pictures of stuff. I wonder if Glenn does. He may. I'm sure. I am. I am pretty sure that Glenn. We need to reach has, out to him and see if we can get. Uh, some yeah, we can probably we could probably get something. That's from that him. would be crazy to see. I somebody posted on his page a long time ago. Um, actually had the AMF poster and yeah. who all was pl- who all played it and everything. And what did that stand for? Did you already uh, say that? Alternative music, music festival. festival. And that was his thing. Yes. That was his yeah. brand or whatever. Yeah. That's so cool. if you if you think about some of the stuff and, and talking about Glenn and the era that I was in with him, he did Creed uh, at Knockouts. He did the Deftones on the beach. Oh, that was Glenn uh, too. That was Glenn I didn't too. know that. Um, I, I hear about that show all the time. Yes. That was again before I would have been probably really old enough to, Glenn, to get out. And Glenn go. Matina did uh, Chevelle and Stone Sour. I was at that one at the convention I center. That was a Glenn Matina show. Yeah. Um, so and the good thing is, is he's starting to starting to get that itch. I mean, you know, he does Atlas fights. Yeah. He does does all this other stuff. Does the Oyster Festival and and things like that. But he's getting that itch to start doing concerts again. So, well, I, I I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, there's other we talked about doing concerts too. <laughs> just saying. It's enough. There's enough to go around. <laughs> I can tell you because again, that's why one of the reasons why I want to talk about this because I just kind of feel maybe it's a little bit lacking now. Meaning I don't feel like there's as much of there, that happening there there really isn't you don't see a lot of the so i'll throw another example at you um thunder's tavern yep uh i hit gold one night when i had buck cherry there yep i had buck cherry there the day crazy bitch hit number one on the radio we had 820 people inside thunder's tavern you got you got lucky that day i did you? i did uh the, tell, so tell that story so that story goes, I like to brag about it, but I don't like to brag about it. because. Just, so here's what happened is Buck Cherry originally, when they came out with their new new album, they wanted to come out with their single, Sorry. Right. Um, ballad. Mm-hmm. Really good song. Um, we were at the radio station. We were in the trailers because this was after Katrina. And uh, their record rep called us and Maynard just happened to be... I don't know. I took the call. I mm-hmm. don't know if Maynard was gone or, or how it all worked out. And she's like, so what do you think of Sorry? And I said, well, I was listening to Sirius the other night or XM or whatever I was listening to. And I said, Crazy Bitch is the single. Mm-hmm. I said, that thing is, you get an edited version of that and you're on fire. Right. Um, and that's what they went with. I'm not saying they went with it because that's what I said. Right. Um. But it is what you said. But it is what I said. And when they played Pascagoula, I had to go pick them up from their hotel. Um, and when I introduced myself, Josh Todd, the lead singer of Buck Cherry, was like, you're the one that said go with Crazy Bitch. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I, did. I, did. I was. Yeah. So um, so you've been to Thunder's Tavern. Yes, many times. So you know where the front door is where people walk in at. Yes. So imagine a line from there. To the red light down at that other corner and going down the next street. That's what we had when Buck Cherry played. That's, so, a, that's a line. Uh, Chris Henderson and Brad from Three Doors were there. They were they were sitting on the Jack Daniels pool table watching the show. Do you remember about what year that was? After Katrina. I wasn't at that one. I know I wasn't. Uh, I've actually got pictures of it that probably have the date stamped on we, it. We, you, you shared some of them, yeah. maybe? Yep. Yep. No, it would have been prior to 2000. When was Katrina? 2005 yeah 
So two thousand, probably two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, because we were still in the trailers after Katrina, so probably two thousand, early two thousand six, something like that. So, uh, but yeah, so, and then after that, there was a gentleman named Russell Duson who okay. had Blue Deuce Entertainment, which Blue Deuce Entertainment has now been sold to Live Nation. He's one of the presidents in of the New Orleans chapter of Live Nation. Okay. All that. That sounds cool. Handling the Fillmore shows and stuff like that now. <clears throat> goals, and, Kevin. Goals. And, and and Smoothie King and anything that happens at Champion Square, he's he's on top of all that. He was booking shows at Thunders. He he booked Candlebox. Candlebox ended up canceling, but he brought in Hinder and Rev Theory on their Girls Gone Wild tour. He brought them in there, and then he started to team up with uh, Red Mountain, I think is the name of it, out of Alabama. Okay. And they just kind of grew together, and they started... So he ended up being the one that did um, the beer festivals that the college, that were happening at the convention center for a few years in a row. I don't, you go in, you got your little sippy cup that you get to sample all the okay, beers and everything. Okay, maybe I so do. So Blue Deuce that. Entertainment or him, he was handling those. He did he did that, and he was he had gotten out of concerts and was doing that and letting Live Nation the Live Nation handle the concerts. Um, so you had that, and I think. Um, what helped with the scene a lot with that was the radio station was really heavily involved with the local music scene. Yeah, uh, they you, were. You had the homegrown show. You had Who, do you battle, battle the bands to, yeah. to play the Crawfish Festival. And, and and I hated Battle the Bands. I always got the blame, but I hated well, them. Well, we, we did a guitar competition for the other podcast that Kevin and I do, The Sound, and we blatantly made i mean we made it very obvious this is not necessarily a competition even though that's what we're kind of calling it right and it was it was more about everybody hanging out meet and greet kind of thing and we wanted people to debut their talents you know what right. i mean but you're right it can get a little hairy when you do those things people get pissed people get mad it creates kind of a divide among the bands that are around Stupid here ass hosts get drunk and introduce the wrong or name the wrong bands you call out the <laughs> wrong winner sometimes but we aren't going to talk uh, about that it yeah. happens yeah but uh you're right they were they uh the radio station then was very uh pro local music i felt like and i think that was super cool back then uh that was kind of you know my early late teens early 20s and right. i thought that was I always thought that was awesome we had Derek norsworthy on the sound yes talk about how and he's you know now in nashville doing stuff recording and whatever um talk about how much that meant to him to get on the homegrown show and for people that don't know that used to be sunday nights at six well seven. it was sunday nights at seven you could um, it was an yeah. hour long of only local bands and that was like i said my early 20s when i was first starting to play in bands and man when your song got played on the radio mm. station around here in a, in a you know got a spin on the homegrown show i can remember that dude it it felt like you had won the lottery yeah you know and uh, a lot of people i don't know i guess i got lucky and caught the homegrown show at its peak mm -hmm. um or maybe i it got to its peak with me, but Kevin Cruz was the original host of the homegrown show. Uh, used to do the morning shows no longer with us anymore. Um, yeah. After hey, him was, was it Rebecca? Well, yeah, it was him. And the, the morning show on that station was Cruz Chuck, Cruz and Chuck. Okay. And then Rebecca joined them a little bit. Is that Rebecca powers? Yes. Yeah, Rebecca yeah, powers. Yeah. So, and at that time it was Rebecca Allen. Right. Um, so it was Cruz and Chuck and Rebecca. Um, Kevin Cruz did the, uh, the homegrown show, uh -huh. and then after him was Sammy Lee, Snack Bar, uh, okay. Bobby Gennan. He's now in Maryland. Um, and then one of the, I think it was CPR Fest four, 
or maybe even CPRFS5, he just came up to me and he's like, I don't want to do the homegrown show anymore. Will you just start doing it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely. So that caused me to dig more into the local music scene than I had ever dug before because I needed to know a little more about the people, the bands, yeah. the venues, all that kind of stuff. So that led me to where kind of where you, I you, went. You were the, I remember before I really knew you, you know, had he, he probably, you know, first time I even met you was like, you were the dude. Like if you were in a local <laughs> band, you got to talk to Kevin because yeah. he's the one you got to get your music to and he's the one that's going to get it on the radio. You know, you were the Don of the, of that, uh, well, and it was, of that scene. It, it was kind of like the idea of, and that's where I kind of got handicapped was I wanted everybody to get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I got handicapped because it was actually being played on the radio. So it had to have some okay quality to be able to play well, it. I think so, there was a few that got through that didn't have. Well, no, there were there was definitely a, a few. Qu- quality of recording is right. what I mean. You yeah, know? but that's what I'm saying. And uh, I, I dig back and I, I start thinking about some of the bands. And uh, I don't know why they just popped into my head, but the band After Human that was I, out of Slidell. I remember that name. Yeah. Out of Slidell. They Do played you, CPR Fest one year. and Really? Yeah, it that was, must have been one of the early ones. That right? was that was probably that was the year that I got handed the homegrown show because because so. CPR Fest used to have multiple stages. Yes, uh, which so is you super had cool. you had at one time it was you had the main stage and you had the local stage. Right. So the main band would play, local band play, main band, and you had. A local band headlining that stage, then yep. you had the main band. I, I thought I always think that is the coolest damn thing. I know some of the bigger tours did that for a while, like uh, uh, Warp Tours or, oh, yeah. or some of them would have a smaller stage while they would break down bands that other bands would get to play. Right, you know, smaller and they even they even did it at Bayfest over in Mobile. Yeah. So yeah. you had the big Pepsi stage and all of that, but you go down a little bit further. Yep. And that's where the local bands play. And if you were if you were lucky enough, you got to be you got to open up the Pepsi stage. Yeah. Uh, so and the, we've had a lot of our bands from this area go through that one too. Um, do you remember the uh, benefit CD that you? did? I do. I still have it. I, I have it somewhere. Uh, that was a CD they put out. All the proceeds went to, I believe, uh, Katrina uh, Relief. Yeah, Katrina Relief. And uh, it was like 12, 15 songs from. 12 or 15 yeah. different bands and uh that yeah, was, was cool my yeah, band was, was on there I, re- I remember we had to everybody had to submit and then it, w- it was me and i guess maynard and uh kenny wasn't back yet so i guess it was jay taylor at the time uh-huh. and we sat in there and we listened to every single song and it was okay this one moves to the next this one we're going to move to the i side. didn't know it was like that. so we actually I don't remember. so we actually put some thought into right. and it wasn't one of those oh hey we got 15 submissions we got 15 slots on the cd right no there were bands that submitted that didn't make it oh wow um so I there was probably cool now that i made it there was probably enough that submitted that we could have probably done a a, a double cd right and, and gotten away with it but we just we did what we did but i've got I think I've got like three copies of it still sitting in storage. Yeah, I think I have one somewhere. But uh, yeah, so you we, you mentioned knockouts. That was a place that did that did local music back then. What about barracudas? So you had barracudas uh, on the beach. So there was barracudas, and then there was also across the street you had Studio Ninety. It was a little down and across the street, but you know, yeah, yeah, but yes. yes. Um, so barracudas did barracudas had um. Hold on. I had three doors down there. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you got anybody who's listening is probably going to go no freaking way that that happened. But 
Three Doors Down had a song, Leaving London or something about London. Mm-hmm. And when they played that show at Barracudas, Getty Lee was there. Not Getty Lee. Uh, the other guitarist for uh, Rush. Uh, oh, Alex Lyson? Yes. He was there? He was there and played on that song. What the hell was he doing there? He played on the song on the recording. If I, if, if I remember everything correct, yeah, that's what happened. But why was he at Barracudas that night? I, I guess because Three Doors was playing and they asked him to come do it. They were doing the CD release party. For... So, for their, their first second, CD? the second, and they were still playing at Barracudas. Yeah, wasn't the better life. It was away from the sun. Yeah, really. Yeah, their first album sold ten million copies. Uh, they were loyal to the local community. At Jesus, that time. that's crazy. So, what was the line like at that? I don't even remember. I ain't gonna lie, I was drunk. Yeah, well, so. damn, that's I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> that's why I'm saying that maybe I may I be a little bit that. off, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost pretty sure I've got that. If, correct. if y'all are googling right now and this is way off, we apologize. Yes. You know, there's so. some Swiss cheese yeah. memories from back in the day for Kevin, but he's doing his best here. Um, what did and they have? Because again, Barracudas is is a little before me. Did they have a lot of local music there? They didn't do a lot of local music. Okay. I mean, it was a dance club, and every now and then they would throw a concert in there okay. um, on a on a slower, what it would tr- traditionally be a slower night. They had a nice little stage right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, Studio 90 now had two sides. They had one side that was a dance club, and they had the other side that was, a, and Studio 90 used to be an old theater. That's right. So it was this long hallway. Mm-hmm. It used to be a theater, but it was a nice setup, had a nice stage at the end. Uh, I did some shows there. Uh, there's a band called Bowling for Soup. Uh, they're a punk band. Uh, sing the song 1985 and uh, a few others. Um, they played there. Um, there's a band called uh, Beautiful Creatures that had DJ Ashba as the as the guitarist. Okay. And Kenny Queens from St. Martin as the bass player. Uh, they played there. Okay. Um, and then we also had... I did some shows there with like Seven Left and Stereo Crisis and some other some other bands. I can't remember if it was Seven Left or Level with the Ground because right they were so mixed seven, matched. So Seven Left, okay. So there was Level with the Ground, right? And then when Level with the Ground went their separate ways, Chris, the lead singer for Level with the Ground, joined up with Matt White and all of them and started Caster Troy. That's right. The guys from. Level with the ground, Heath Davis, Clay Davis, and uh, Joe Franklin, they left, picked up Joe Lyons from Stereo Crisis, and started Seven Left. Okay. I don't remember which one it was out of, I know it wasn't Castro Troy, I know that for right. a fact. But uh, talking about, you know, venues and, and music, uh, you know, concerts, whatever you want to call it, uh, Cinco de Mayo, Cucos on the Beach. Would probably have been Level with the Ground. Uh, that sounds Cause more- Because Three Doors Down played Cucos. Uh, Cinco de Mayo a few times too. Really? Yeah. And it was Cucos. They had it right there on the oh, beach. I loved it. They had the stage. Yes. They had the beer vendors. They had it going on, man. Yes. I just I don't know if I'm nostalgia putting it too much nostalgia on it because I was younger and you know it's like the first as you because I don't know I'd have probably been 15 or younger at that point right. I don't remember but uh, you know it, it just was so much fun and I just remember seeing Level with the Ground and thinking. Damn, these dudes are good. Yep. You know, I, I really remember digging. Them. Joe Joe Franklin to me was probably one of the best guitarists on the coast that never got the credit that he deserved for being as 
a good guitarist as he is. Right. Uh, he doesn't, pl- well, he probably plays in his house, but he doesn't play in a band anymore. Uh, I ran into him a few months back at, uh, at my work uh-huh. and we just, we talked about everything except music. Really? How's life? How's the family? How the kids? All of that. Neither one of us mentioned music as far as all of that. Um, life will do that to you. Yeah, <laughs> and it will. Um, I mean, Matt White from Castor Troy is still playing. He's playing yep. with Cole Jones. Yep. Uh, Mike Dunaway is still yep. playing uh, with Midnight Love. Uh, he was with Castor Troy. Uh, a few other people. I mean, but the guys from the guys from Level with the Ground, as far as I know, uh, Heath and Clay aren't playing. Joe Franklin's not playing, and Chris Scott. I don't talk to him much anymore. Yeah, but so. that, that, those were all really good bands that put out some really good good music. Um, but yeah, so so like I don't really see, and again, I, I I'm older now, and I and you know we've I've got commitments, go jobs, and m- yeah, much and as I'm we not do. out as much as I used to be. But like I don't see that happening that I that I'm aware of, and that's why we've started this other podcast and this other live show, and now concert promotions ourselves is because I know the talent's here. I, I, the, the music is here between the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Mobile, you know, Slidell, and, and right into that New Orleans area. Absolutely. Which, I mean, shit, we even pulled out of San Antonio for our first show because yep. it's just good music. Um, Pensacola, Florida. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's there, and I feel like the venues uh, aren't really there either. Now, there are some that are out there that are trying to do live music it's it always usually ends up skewing towards cover bands and i understand that i get it i I totally understand that um it skews a little towards country music that's you know uh boots and spurs i guess going on and down in stagecoach it's stagecoach which they're always man they have some really good music and they're packed all the time they are they are they they that's that's a really good joint um but and it doesn't have to be like super heavy rock or super heavy metal but rock and metal you know yeah. that's what i like and it's well you got you got the hot spot you just reopened though. just reopened you know, that, that hasn't been an so option very it, long it it but it's coming back so there's there's one you got crooked letter which is where we're going after we record this yes uh kudos to those guys they're trying to do it um it's not the largest place but but a lot of these places that we've mentioned over time aren't either you know what i mean and that it's 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 plenty big enough i should say government street grocery they're doing some Yes, now that's a tiny place, yes. but you're right. They're in there, and they do do heavy music. Uh, juke Joint. They do music, yes, um, inside more than outside. Right, now. absolutely. They got so, some law, and, uh, you know, noise issues right. with the surrounding And Thunders is trying to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's off the top of my head. Right. Unfortunately, you go into Gulfport, I can't think of anything in Gulfport. There are. I'm not as familiar with that downtown area, right? But they're there. Um, I can see the bar in my head. It's it's all in that little downtown area down there by like the half shell yeah, and stuff. But none of them are doing rock or metal. They're all doing the covers and and you, you got know, you, you know got Fishbone Alley where they're doing doing the the acoustic stuff and all that, and kind which of is stuff. super cool. That's yes, a, that's absolutely. a really badass idea. Um, I haven't been able to make it out to that yet. But again, if there is, like you said, if there is bars on that Gulfport area down there that's catering to like more of a rock, um, you know, metal, if you want to call it that, but 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 rock, I don't know their name. So right. if it was there, I feel like I'd be seeing it on Facebook and stuff like that, people sharing it. The bands that I know around here haven't been talking about it. So. Right. I mean, uh, 
back when we were talking about uh you had uh up north of I ten on forty nine you had Slippery Nicks or at one point Patton Nicks. Slippery Nicks, and then it turned into something else after that. You you said said North 49? Yeah. Yes, and And then there was Nate's. Now it's Nate. So Nate's was Slippery Nicks. So after Slippery Nicks, it became Nate's. Okay. And now it's the pub. Okay. So the pub. There was also two miles north, if we're going to keep going down memory lane, which was two miles north of the exit on (laughs) Highway 49. You are correct. We did did the very first Fayard Fest there. That's correct. There may be a, is that a country bar now? To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't remember either. I break out in hives when I go into Gulfport. Yeah. I'm a Biloxi boy. That's right. So Uh, There is, there was that place short-lived in Biloxi where you had the other Fayard Fest where we played. Ah, uh, the uh, one, 151. 151. Yeah, you know, it's still... It's not a bar. It's not a bar, it's but still I mean, there. that building, the building is still there. Yeah. But Katrina came through and changed a lot of shit. I mean, they did. Bombay Bicycle Club. Yeah. Did they do a lot of shows there? They Rock? didn't really do a lot of shows. Okay. They may have done some stuff in the in the park. It was more known for the party place and okay, okay, and is what, there what, whatever you can get your hands on there. So yeah, I remember hearing those rumors. <laughs> what what is uh is there any other places that I'm leaving out from the old school that you can remember? Uh, what about was there a place called the Dive or like there the was a, there was the Dive in Ocean Springs. Okay. Um, what about the Double Deuce? Do you remember that place? I don't personally remember that place. Yeah. I've heard of it, but it, I don't. I think Chip uh, Lechner ran that place for a little while, gotcha. and I remember hearing him talk about it and Boyd talk about it. I was again never old enough to really go there to to hear any of that. I mean, they had, but I think and, they had bands and shit. And there. then uh, now, now we're talking when I was a teenager, right? Uh, where the Biloxi. Uh, substation is for the Biloxi Police Department now. It used to be the Crazy Horse Saloon. The, yes, right down here at the end. No, of no, no, no. Oh, on oh, Pops oh. Ferry Road, where they built, where they're building the new, where they have the fire department. Yes, and, uh, right there used to be a place called Crazy Horse. Really? And ask Chris Noble. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Noble. Ask Mike Myers. All of them. Those bands that they were in when they were, they were. <laughs> young right. and i mean not even 18 and right. just that's where they play that's where they play so um you I had that yeah so you had those type of venues as well so and those were those were gone before katrina came around but nothing replaced them so they were gone and then nothing nothing that replaced them so when you talk about kukos what's to stop right uh, what's to stop like a a, a woody's Yep. Uh, or or some of these other places or even like some of these uh, condos from throwing up a stage right there on the beach and just having a party. That's right. Um, I remember one time Treasure Bay did it. Uh, nope. Was it Treasure Bay? Hold on. Let me think. I want to make sure I got this right. It No, I think it was. Uh, what's the other one in Gulfport? Um, what's the other one? Um, uh, I love you. Correct. Copa, yep. The Copa Casino. It, it was Island View, <laughs> and it may have even been before Katrina. I can't remember, but they had some. They had uh, a stage in their parking lot, and I remember people were like in the parking garage looking down. Better than Ezra. Yep, I was there. I went and saw Better than Ezra. They've done that a couple year, times. What, what year so, would that have been? Lord, post pre or post Katrina? Post Katrina. Okay, okay. Um, I couldn't remember. But yeah, so they did Better than Ezra. They've done a couple of them uh, out there. Um, the but once again, that was better than Ezra, and they didn't have anything local opening up. Right. I mean, better than Ezra technically is a New Orleans band. Right. So I mean, yeah. Is uh, I lost my train of thought where I was going to go with that. I don't remember. Um, shit. 
But anyways. Yeah, anyway. So, no, but what I'm saying is what's to stop a business that's on the beach now? You've got these restaurants that are on the beach. Right. What's to stop them from throwing up a, a, a stage in their parking lot? Downtown Ocean Springs used to do a thing, too. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, they, they did it like one year, and then it was done. I think it was one or two, but yeah. yeah, you're right. I don't remember what that was called. But, I mean, music's still here. It's not like it's completely gone. It's not like it's completely dead. But I do feel like there's a, you know, an opportunity, a void, whatever you want to call it. Opportunity no, there's for de- us, there, I guess you'd say. There's definitely a void. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something or some things right. missing to bring it back to even a part of what it used to be. It's uh, Chris, Chris Nobles made, articulated his point pretty well on a lot of that as far as if, if you're going to open up a venue for music, the economics have to work. You know, people have to come out and you have to pay your overhead. You have to pay rent. You have to pay electricity. You have to pay, you know, employees and, and this, that, and the other thing. So to give you a perfect example on that end, what we did right. uh, with the sound was we rented out the Biloxi Community Center. Yes. We had to pay the cops. We had to pay the firemen. We had to pay, we had to buy the beer. We had to buy drinks. We had to pay the bands. And mm-hmm. so- some people were like, oh, it's a $15 ticket for local bands. Right. Well, honestly, you're only paying $3 per band. But what we did, we had to pay the sound. We yeah. brought in, in, we brought in sound concert system. quality we did. sound production. Yep. Um, so it's not cheap. And everybody's like, well, we can go to this bar and it's only $5 to get in. Well, that's all fine and dandy. The bar has the building. The bar already has the liquor. The bar already has the beer. That's right. The bar already has the employees. That's right. So they're already, this is a, that was a one-off. You're renting a building Mm -hmm. and and making it happen. And we're definitely not going to stop. I mean, we did that when we were, we, we were able to not lose money, which was really good. Um, So, you know, Kevin and I are already in talks to do the second one. Um, we don't have the details nailed out yet, but we're kicking around a ton of ideas. Um, but I I just want to, you know, it's, I just love it. I love music and I love the local scene. And I especially love when you, like when we did do that, the show that we just did, I mean, there was no slouch on talent at all. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? All of our worry and concern was economically based. It was not like we can't find we, any good we, bands we or, knew you know the what show was, we knew the show was going to be good right and it was so, so i just i just want to see that continue to be a part of like the gulf coast in a in a strong way and i know you and i are doing our best to to make that happen so now i i i mean i challenge some of these bar owners or uh restaurant owners to you step out on a limb one night and right. say, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to give it a shot. Right. And I'll be damned. What happens? It may work and you may have started something. Yeah. If but it's going to take more than just two guys going, hey, we're going to do this. Um, it's going to take a few people to go, you know what? We're going to take a chance too. We're going right. to take, take a leap of faith. Uh, we hear these guys talking about it. We know the talent's there. Let's take a leap of faith and see if we can make it happen. I'm uh I'm willing to do the challenge of just the two of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all about it. You know Trust me, I'm but all about I, but it. You're, but you're right. I mean, e- and I take that back because even the show that we did the other night was not just the two of us. Even though we were the ones putting it on, we had a lot of help from a lot of people um, to make that happen. And and like you said, if there are any restaurants or business owners out there, if you're listening to this right now and you know. First of all, if you're in a band, let's. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear what you think. Drop them wherever you're at right now, Facebook or whatever. Let me know. 
Um, but if you if you're a restaurant owner or you know a restaurant or you work a restaurant owner or you work at a restaurant, tag them or let them know about it because I, I want to keep that moving. I want to keep it moving forward. I want to keep putting on live music and live events. Um, the Shed, we didn't mention them. They yes, also do uh, live music do. as well. A lot of good blues music too, which is uh, another thing. I know both you and I, uh, I love all types of music. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be just rock or heavier rock. I love blues. I love country music. There's a lot of country. We, I mean, we had Morgan Tyler on the yep. show. We've had... Uh, who else did we have? Is he the only country one? Um, no, we had Derek Norsworthy. Well, okay, so Derek and Morgan are the only ones true country that, that we've had on, on the, the show. show. That's what I meant. So, yeah, uh, we've played a couple more, like Cole Jones and, yep. and stuff like that. So, um, And then uh, Hugh Humphrey. Yep. Yeah, uh, he played. Uh, I didn't hear it or anything, yeah. but I, I saw it on Facebook or whatever. Um, oh, the Julep Room. Yes. Damn it. We. I wouldn't hate no. to leave them. Go, yeah. Those guys. That's my actually one of my mo, my favorite places and to go. As, I love that. As place. we're recording this, David Lynn's playing there tomorrow night, and David, okay. David Lynn goes all the way back into the Friday Night Gigolos, yeah. which is early CPR fest days. You know what we didn't mention for the old school stuff was uh, Mikey's on the Bayou. What was yes. it called then? Oh God, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. But there was a lot of shows there back in the day. Yep. Pre-Katrina as us uh, coast people. That's how we mark time. Yeah. <laughs> pre and well, Pre-Katrina. Pre-Katrina or post-Katrina? That's post right. Post-Katrina. Oh, okay. Um, what, that what, sucks. What, what are your, <laughs> we've, we, you know I have kicked this around already before, but what, do you, what are your thoughts um, moving forward? Like from, from 2019 where we are right now, moving forward, um, what, what do we need and what can we do? Because that's, I, again, we've already had this discussion because we're trying to do that. Right. And I, th I think it's going to be just what we were talking about a few minutes ago. There's going to need to be a couple people to take that leap of faith to say, you know what, I trust I trust what's going on and I trust what they're, what they're saying and I trust what they're doing. We're going to give it a shot. Maybe, uh, I mean, it does... I, I've always said it and I always will say it. It's all about the music. Yeah. I don't care who does it. Right. I mean... I want to be a big part of it as much as I can be, but if somebody else does a show, I I'm supporting you 100 percent because you're giving you're giving those guys the stage and the microphones to hear let their talent be heard. What uh, I like your restaurant idea. I don't know if we you and I have talked about that mm -hmm. before. That's a that's kind of a new approach. I'm not opposed to continue to do the uh, we rent a place and do them there and build our little brand. You know, as far as you know. Like CPR Fest ha has a brand. Do they still do those, by the way? Uh, they haven't done it in a couple years. Okay, because I was like, if I, if they have, I've missed it somehow. I didn't, and you know, they're locally owned again. I didn't or, know that. Um, so you never know, right? They they may they I don't I don't talk to them a lot anymore. Yeah, but, um, I just meant as a you know just in but general. no they don't they don't do them in general. Um, uh, Gulfport Music Festival. Yeah, I, that what's the uh, one I sent you? I don't even remember the name of. Uh, in September, that's going to be a good one. So that's grilling or chilling on the coast. Okay. So okay. Uh, I've reached out to them to see if uh, they can come talk to us. See if they can come talk to us. See if we can go out there or yeah. whatever. But if you look at it, it's a lot of talent from around right the region. Right. Uh, cowboy, a, cowboy mouth, Bishop Gun. Uh, uh, help me out here, uh, Magnolia Bayou. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Uh, North Mississippi All Stars. Okay. Uh, so did I see the Molly Ringwalds on there? Did Molly Ringwalds are the same night with Bishop Gun and yeah. Magnolia Bayou and it. Cowboy Mouth be. and the, if, so I think 
If you're if I, listening to this and you want to see a good show, that's in September. September 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Man, go get your tickets now. Yeah, I need to look that. So it's at sure Bicent- Bicentennial Park. So Bicentennial yeah. Park now has a hotel. Okay. You can buy the a, a room Okay. during that. I want to say I saw where it was $179 a night. Wow. But that gives you early entry into the concert venue because you're already on the concert grounds. Gives you meet and greets with certain of the the acts and stuff like that. I didn't. I didn't. I missed all that. So, all I yeah, saw was the roster. I didn't. No, it's. I've been as soon as as soon as you sent it to me, I started okay. typing in I'm some have, stuff. I'm about to reinvestigate. I that. don't. I don't work as hard as you do. Apparently, yeah. Well. <laughs> I had some time, and I'm just like, I was just so. Um, and then of course we were we were dealing with Budweiser, and Budweiser's involved with it, so I was able to get a little insight and okay. of what was going on and everything. So. It's going to be a good event. It's going to be a really, really, really fun time, and they're trying to do a lot with that Bicentennial Park. Um, I know there were rumors of another festival trying to go there. It's not going to happen this year. It may happen next year. Okay. Um, so that Bicentennial Park, they're going to, they're going to try to do some to do some good stuff there. Well, that's good. I, again, like that's what we're talking about right now. I mean, I hope that more whatevers venues bars restaurants uh parks whatever right. throw these festivals because it's it's just uh it's a good for the community man and it's good music it's a good time i would love to see somewhere over here because they didn't have the name they had until they did their first festival and i would love to see one of the restaurants here say you know what we're gonna do that we're gonna get sponsors we're gonna invest we're gonna make Nobody even knew what the hangout was until the hangout festival. Nobody. The, that's the place over in Florida. That's the yeah. one in Gulf Shores, okay. right there at the end of. As soon as you hit the beach, yeah, I see it all the time, dude. The, have you ever been there? No. One of the best. They've got so you walk into the you walk into the gates. You got the restaurant. The restaurant overlooks the beach. They've got this big courtyard with another stage that they have the big party bands kind of like your uh, whiskey kisses and, right. and and stuff like that playing there uh, on a regular basis. Then out on the beach is where they do the hangout festival. On the beach? Yeah, they put the stage up on the beach. And wow. it's just, I mean, we got a row of, of, of restaurants like that that could exactly. benefit tremendously from something like that. Now, granted, our beach isn't as wide. But, yeah, but still. Think about this. You have at the end of that restaurant row, you have that big grass lot that has nothing on yeah, it right now. Yeah. Why not put the stage there? Why the hell haven't we been talking about this until just now? What the hell? Have you been sitting on this the whole time? Uh, I've, I've been sitting ideas? on that for a while. Son of a bitch. Well, um, way to put it out on the recording there you go. <laughs> as the yeah. first way to, de- uh, well, to debut it. Uh, and I, I think we briefly mentioned it, but the Crawfish Festival, that's another really good one. Yes, the Crawfish um, Festival, the, the Coliseum does a great job with that. And the fair, they have mm-hmm. uh, acts whenever they come through as well. So, and so. we were talking about it the other day. I was uh, I was actually DJing a wedding, and we were playing some country music, and somebody had mentioned the uh, John Michael Montgomery. Uh, Life's a dance, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I went, wow, John Michael Montgomery. I said, the first time I saw him was at the Crawfish Festival, on a little fold-out stage uh-huh. right across from Beauvoir. So you got Beauvoir, then yeah. you had Beauvoir Road, and right there is where the stage was, and John Michael Montgomery was playing. That was 92, 93, maybe. Jesus. Um, and he was there off of his first single, which was Life's a Dance. Mm-hmm. 
And I told that story to somebody and they went, you realize that was the very first crawfish festival. I said, nah, I had no idea. So that was the first crawfish festival, but 93, 94, 92, 93, somewhere in there. And now look what it is. Yeah, it's huge. And you, it's just that, that little thing that we had that I went to in ocean Springs, that mm -hmm. crawfish competition, that was, I think their first year doing yes. that. And that was super awesome. Mm -hmm. They just need to add a little bit, in my opinion, add a little bit of music to that. And right. they, they've got something going on real legit. They already have something going on. That was cool to have that many people out there cooking crawfish. I, I mean, thought it was super cool. It's there. Yeah. It's there to be had. We just got to fix it, Kevin. It's, it's got it. Something's got to, something's got to click some, somebody or two somebodies. Two somebodies. Um, two stupid somebodies who don't know any better to not do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it's going to take. Let's just throw, this, throw, let's, throw it let, out there. Let's wrap it up with this because this is something that we talked about briefly for at the beginning. You mentioned it. How, how, the, how have you never picked up or played an instrument as much as you are in, you let me describe kevin real quick first now he worked at a radio station and was a dj on the, on the air for a few years um he's hosted many live events as far as like uh you know hosting them announcing the bands and whatnot but uh you play music kevin you know you know it you know you can tell what's good and what's you know kind of just processed horse shit right. and like but you've never picked up uh, so, any instrument whatsoever i'm not gonna say that in yeah. high school i played the i played the drums so I played now, the, I played the snare drum. I played the snare drum so bad I ended up on the cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in the marching band. This correct? is in the marching band at Biloxi High my freshman year. Did so you join the my, band saying I'm into music and I want to learn music, or was I, it like I needed PE? I needed an activity. Right. Um, you played football. I didn't play football until after my freshman year. I wasn't. I was a sophomore in high school before I played football in school. Ever? Yeah. Like well, ever played football? I played one year of Pee Wee. Oh wow, that's a, that's um, jumping in the mix. And so when I went into high school, so in junior high or middle school at that time, uh -huh. not junior high, middle school, uh, I was in the band uh, for Fernwood Middle School, um, and then I went straight into the band into high school. Sucked horribly. Okay. Uh, I mean, bad. I mean, uh, I probably should have just been holding somebody's drums instead of even hitting the cymbals uh i couldn't get the timing right on that um so after that but i played a lot of sports i played soccer and all of that kind of stuff and soccer i kind of led me into knocking somebody down and the linebacking coach saw me and said you're gonna go play football next year you're gonna quit the band and i went okay well i suck at the band anyways <laughs> so it couldn't be any worse going to play football right uh so that's where it so always do, went down and I love music. I I I can't dance. Okay. I, I, you do I DJ. I do DJ. Um I mean, I do have some timing to be able to do stuff like that and all that, but I guess if I was ever going to try to play anything and I've I've said it several times would be the bass guitar. Well, what the hell are we waiting only, on? There's only four strings there's on only that. Only four bridge. strings. So what are you waiting on? Just doing it. You got to do it. Man. I know it's you it's gotta just, do it. it's just like uh on uh so now I'm going to do a cheap plug. I do have another podcast called The Bench I'll Warmer. I'll be damned. <laughs> you plug, <laughs> plugs that show on the on the other on the sound every time and you're going to do it on this one. So, Jesus. Um, that's a talent. I had the guys from Crooked Letter CrossFit on the show and they God. were like they were like all it takes is to walk in. Right. Same thing with the Same thing bass with guitar. The, Just bass pick guitar. It up. But see, you could have made I'm, that I'm, I'm reference without plugging your show. I'm left-handed. <laughs> so uh, what? They so made I, gotta, I know, I just got to I guess it's 
Taylor, if you're listening, let's talk. Yeah. So, yeah. It's but yeah, let's get him hooked up. I think it nice would just be fun to, I, like I said, tinker I'd, around. Just being a just being a part of it and to be able to play would make me understand it even more. That's right. And appreciate um, things, hear things that you maybe never have heard before. So uh, I guess my my looking at it, if I was going to be able to uh, compare myself to anything or anybody in a band, uh-huh. it would have to be the lead singer. Because okay. I, I, I can get on a mic and talk. Yeah. I can't yeah. sing worth the damn. I've tried it. <laughs> Drunk karaoke. There you go. Cat's meow. What Trip uh, tonight. Yeah, you need to do that. You need to get the bass. Uh, me, you, and Boyd are going to start a cover band. There you go. And you can be the bass player. But yeah, well, I, man, I think we've covered it. That's what that's what I wanted to jam about, talk about. Um, but we have we have a nice music scene down here with a ton of talent, and we're doing as best we can. Uh, Kevin and I, on, like I said, we've mentioned it a few times when he wasn't uh, plugging his other show. Is that uh, we do the sound, and that is a podcast as well. That is a video uh, live stream show as well. You can check it out on Facebook. Just search The Sound or The Sound 228. It's also on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all the whatnots. Um, but that's the reason why I haven't been putting out as many of these as I as I would like to and that I'm going to work on and try to get better at doing. Uh, but uh, I said to hell, Kevin, let's get in here and let's talk. Let's talk uh, the Biloxi music scene, you know, Gulf Coast music scene on Brownwater Banter and uh, I can get another episode out. Um, another thing one. I would like to see while we're just talking about it. Go ahead. They got this big stage or this big grassy lot over here before the Biloxi Shuckers games. What's wrong with throwing a stage down and They've letting done the band that. play? It, they, are you talking about in the park? No, not in the park. Right up, you know, pregame. Oh. You know, oh. let them set up, play for 30 minutes before the gates open or an hour before the gates yeah. open when people are just standing around bored and sweating yeah. their whatever's yeah. off. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Shuckers, if you're listening, let's, let's get some music going. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. If you stuck with us throughout the whole thing, you can uh, find Brownwater Banter. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the whole whatnots, Podbeam. He has a uh, new kick-ass some- logo, so go check that yes. out too. Oh, yes. I do have a new logo. But uh, if you could, leave some comments below. Let us know what you thought, man. I always love to hear from y'all. Thanks again.